Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. Gotta lay my, oh, I don't need to lay my notes out yet because I'm on crimes. <laughs> you don't have to start. I do. I get to take a small break to position myself that you can cut out later. <laughs> um, okay. So. Are we let's... introducing ourselves first this yeah, time? Gonna... How are we doing it? We're going to do it. <laughs> and my name is Kelsey. And I like to do this. And I'm Jill, and I also don't mind this being done <laughs> as well. <laughs> Twice. Hey, rip, rip that Band-Aid off. See you later. Yeah. No, that's a whip. Close Whatever. enough. It's fine. Every nope. time I hear that now, I think of licorice. Was that from The Simpsons? Licorice whip? I don't know. I don't wa- I don't really watch The Simpsons. No, it, no, it would be like a before. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? I just uh, think of like, whip it. Whip it good. good. Apparently we both go there. Or like D- whatever his name is, DJ Calls and like the new guy that movie because they sing like Whip It and they're all like a funky like yeah rock and roll band. That's a that's a fun segue. <laughs> that's what like, I'm here for. All the movies in that era were so weird. Like Euro Trip. Oh, so inappropriate for me to watch, but I watched it so many times. Yep. I think I own it on DVD. That's awesome. You're like, let me look. (laughs) I can see them all. (laughs) Uh, So today's topic, we are going to go over slinkies. Everyone loves a slinky. Walks the stair without a care and shoots so high in the sky. Bounce up and down just like a clown. Everyone knows it's Slinky. The best present yet to give or get, but costs a little to buy. The hit of the day when you're ready to play. Everyone knows it's Slinky. It's Slinky, it's Slinky. For fun, it's the best of the toys. It's Slinky, it's Slinky. The favorite of girls and boys. So yeah, it was actually kind of fun researching this because I didn't know some of the stuff and it was a good time. It was, it was, I always, I always like an interesting bit of background on the item I used to play with or whatever. Sometimes when we pick like an idea, I refresh, even if I'm not on like the the legacy that is, I usually like look up a few facts just so I am on par with what we're talking about. And this time I was like, no, don't look up shit. So the only I, thing I know about Slinky is that everybody loves them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they have a really, really cool piece of advertisement that I'm looking at right now from 1946. And the little like little excerpt called action is Slinky springs to fame oh my gosh i was gonna say it's kind of weird that they've been around that long and i'm like no this toy is literally a spring so you know what yeah that is like age appropriate for that era this is an og piece of toy piece of toy it's like my i say like so much still i think about it all the time but it's fine it's my thing our merch will just say like on it and then like Jill. But like, my mom told when my mom was younger, she used to play like jacks. Yep. Like, I was the, like you used to just like bounce a ball and pick up like pointy objects. And she was like, yeah. So a coil also checks out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I got one one time. Um I remember being like very underwhelmed. <laughs> oh, I, I went ham with mine because we had stairs and I was an only child. We had stairs. They were like carpeted stairs. I don't know if that made a difference. I just remember this this thing not working that well. You used but. to just 
I used to hold them in my hands and just toss my hands back and forth. So it'd be like, whoa. Well, yeah, that's a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> that's sure. a great time. Um, all right. Are you ready? Are you ready? To clown around? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sick. As long as you're ready. Okay. <clears throat> so little excerpt here. Um, Slinky. Uh, it's a pre-compressed helical spring toy invented by Richard James in the early 1940s. So there's James? our Richard James. Fucking Rick James. Maker of the Slinky. Richard J. So Dick James. Dick James. Dicky J. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. I like it. Okay. So uh, the Slinky can perform a number of tricks, including traveling down a flight of stairs. Tricks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I wrote end over ass because it flips down the stairs. It does. Yeah. Uh, it stretches and reforms itself with the aid of gravity and the momentum it creates. Hmm, science. Science I love, toy. Yeah. Basically, if you could make this work, you are a scientist. Put it I on my resume. I'm a doctor, thanks to Grey's Anatomy. I'm yep. a science thanks, scientist, thanks to Slinky. Yeah. Fucking A. My resume yep. is so tight. And we are real podcasters. I'm a real podcaster. We are real podcasters. This is, I was listening to Wine and Crime and they were talking about uh, jobs narcissists like, and it was like entertainers or podcasters. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I mean, a little healthy, like nip of narcissism is fine. It like makes you look good in the morning, but I wouldn't, I, I just don't know about that comment. <laughs> I've, I'm with it. I always, my clients are like, oh, anything new? And I'm like, well, I have a podcast now. You don't need to listen to it, but it is out there. But if you, if you know what's good for you, if you want this, if you want your bang straight. <laughs> if you want to listen to me talk at you for another few hours, but not get your hair done and not have to pay me, I have something you'd like. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, tricks. The Slinky does tricks. Um, because the Slinky had such characteristics, it became, sorry, interesting, interesting characteristics. Um, it became very popular and successful really quickly. It's just like a simple toy, right? Like, it, it didn't take a lot to wrap your head around it. People were into it. Um, and then because of that later on, you, will, you started to see it in other versions and other products. Uh, we will get to that. So, like I mentioned earlier, so the Slinky was developed by this gentleman, Richard Richard James. So, Dickie J. Dickie J. In 1943, uh, he was a. Did I say what he was? He was a naval engineer, which I think is That's like, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So, apparently, the lore behind the Slinky goes like this. Ricky Ricky Jay was a naval mechanical engineer sta stationed at the William Cramp and Sons shipyard in Philly, which William Cramp and Sons, I'm, I don't know, maybe because I have like a uterus that spits out blood once a month, just any name with cramp in it, I'm just it's too put familiar. A heat pad, put a heat pad and two Midals, call it a day. Yep, that's William's middle name is Midal. William <laughs> Midal Cramp. <laughs> 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 All right, all right. So Dickie J was developing springs that could support and stabilize sensitive instruments abroad, aboard, abroad, aboard the ships in like rough seas. James accidentally knocked over one of the springs from a shelf and watched as the spring <laughs> stepped into a series of arcs to a stack of books, to a tabletop, to the floor where it coiled itself up and stood upright. Which to me, I think it's like when you're watching um, one of those wild and wacky fun guys, like the blow up doll. Yeah. Wild and wacky fun, whatever that thing is. It's like, I just imagine him dropping the spring and then it just flipping around the room, which I know didn't necessarily probably happen, but I really, really like the pageantry behind this. So I'm looking at all the different levels in my house and I'm like, I could drop a slinky off that and it would hit like four <laughs> things. That'd be so tight. I'm going to buy a slinky now. Yeah, we you just stopped podcasting. <laughs> I find so I, much shit because we've talked about it. I am not your financial advisor. <laughs> I am not your girlfriend. 
I don't even go to your house. You do what you want. You fill that shit up, okay? (laughs) You know what? I am, so I'll take it and run with it. I'm going to turn this camera on one day, and I'm just going to see your head floating in a pile of, like, Beanie Babies, Slinkies, and other nostalgic items. Just be an episode of Hoarders. Yeah. We haven't seen Black Cat in weeks, like, but there's this weird smell. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. She'd liquefy. (laughs) That would take so long. It smells so bad. I I, have heated floors. It wouldn't be good. It would be so bad. My floors are heated. I mean, to the right renter slash buyer slash person that moves into your home after you it could be art because there could be like a cat shaped stain forever oh, on the like the like the fry mark from the cat in oh what's that funny movie national lampoon's christmas vacation when like the cat's just like <laughs> yep, exactly but like not funny <laughs> and more viscous yeah, well yeah gross all right <laughs> right all right okay where was i anyways so there you go that's that's where it came from all right moving on so so like yeah so anyways um james ended up demoing it to the gimbal's department store in november of 1945 and i also really like this in my brain because I imagine this like old timey guy going to the Gimbel's department store in Philadelphia with his like little hat, his briefcase in some kind of like old school marketing meeting, you know, and just being oh. like, look what I got here guys. Like, just And he like unclicks his briefcase yeah. just like yeah. and pulls out a spring. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, but wait, right. So it's like the most vintage version of shark tank ever, but he's not going to get any money. I mean, maybe, I guess so. He's going to get some money. Cause he's some gonna- money. Them. minimal not shark tank money no but like they're not investing either he's like we're just going all over the place with this army all right anyway so imagine that that's what's happening okay the toy the slinky was so popular that it immediately sold out all 40 units that gimbals had purchased in 90 minutes once it was put on the floor yeah um also keeping in mind the slinky was because it was such a simple toy it was priced incredibly reasonably so i think it was like one to two dollars yeah but in 1940s money might have been cheaper then probably a few cents i feel like if hamburgers were like 15 cents it was probably like a nickel or like maybe a dime i read somewhere it was a dollar still dang but it would have maybe i don't know anything about money you know what i don't know anything about money okay well you are talking about buying a slinky now in your 30s so hey <laughs> uh, listen. Okay, you don't need to call me out like that. Sorry, I want you to have it. I want you to have it. I want you to tell me all the cool things you did with it. Not being sarcastic. It's gonna be so tight. No, I'm looking at your shelves behind you too right now. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> um, all right. So James and his wife Betty. Uh, with the success of the Slinky, formed James Industries in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, to manufacture the Slinky and other related products. So the other related products, and you're going to love this because I had to look this up, and it's historically accurate. One of our beloved films is historically accurate. So the other related products... Oh my god. Ace Ventura? What? What? No. Oh, I was thinking of the scene where he like, I was like historically accurate and my brain was like pyramids. And then I was like, oh, Ace Ventura like put a slinky down the pyramid. Yes, that's historically accurate for sure. That's true. That's a true story. They didn't just write that. That happened. Okay. Um, No, another movie that we will, we like. Uh, Okay. So the other related products are the Susie the Slinky Worm. the Slinky Train Loco, the Slinky Crazy Eyes, and are you ready? Oh, I know! The Slinky Dog. Yeah! Which is the actually the one in Toy Story is really what it looked like. I believe that because I feel like Toy Story did their research on their weird ass toys that they used. 
I love it. I'm so curious. I feel like that's going to be another one we do where we just like break down every single toy from that movie and like the era it came from and how legitimate it probably may or may not be. I don't know. Write that down. All right. All right. All right. So the the slinky train loco, it's just kind of like the front of the train with a spring in the middle and then like the back of the train. Um, The... Susie the Slinky Worm is actually really, really sweet looking. It's like this cute little kind of feminine looking worm. I don't know. I like it for some reason. Slinky looking slinky. Yeah, she's a little slinky. Um, And then the Slinky Dog, as we both know, is the one and only showstopper from uh, Toy Story. So, yeah. (laughs) He's a great toy in that movie slink remember he like saves them all he's a good boy they always use him as like a rope he's functional he's a functional boy he's a good boy he's a dog with a job oh uh okay the the slinky crazy eyes so that's like i was like this can't be exactly what i think it is it is it's like the glasses you'd wear on your face with the eyes and then the eyes would fall down and the slink on the Oh my god, those like disguised glasses where your eyes just fall off. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. All right. So in 1960, so this this first K, I read this like out of order at first. It just goes like in 1960, Betty became the president of James Industries. And I was like, sick. Like, what a forward-thinking relationship. He's like, here, you know you can handle this. I'm going to do whatever, or I don't know what their deal was, but I was like, that's pretty dope. Good for Betty. And then I read on and I was like, in 1960, Betty filed for divorce. (laughs) 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 And, uh, and uh, she took control of James industry. So she became the president, but uh, our good friend, Dickie J took off to be an evangelical missionary in Bolivia (laughs) with the wife. Yeah, with the Wycliffe Bible translators. So he was just like, I don't know if he, I couldn't really find it, like if he had a break or like what happened, but he was just like, I can't do this anymore. I need to go tell people about something they don't need to know about and disturb their peaceful way of life. So I got to go. You can handle this, right? See you know, when nature calls, you have to answer. Yeah. And we're not talking about Ace Ventura. And she was straight up just like, I'll keep that money. Yeah like uh okay bye <laughs> like yes. thanks Sounds thanks for not leaving, yeah thanks for not leaving me with a hard choice <laughs> burn uh, mm-hmm. burn so, betty took over and handled shit that's what i wrote down nice uh, and then richard in 19 so wait what was this so 1960 that's what happens and then it, richard in 1974 just dies <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone <laughs> Goodbye. Maybe I think she was up to something. Maybe that's a slinky, like in-depth slinky crime. How she took over. I think he probably went to like one of those places that was it. You know, like that guy that was like, I have to preach the Lord and I have to go to this island and save these people. And it was like that civilization that had that didn't have any contact with the outside world, and they just straight up killed him with spears as he tried to get yeah. Yeah, that one. I think that's probably what happened yeah i don't have a lot of uh, yeah patience for those people okay uh all right i'm gonna flip my page so yeah so james dies betty continues to expand the business and then she ended up selling it in 1998 to um what was it called poof vintage binky blah 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 that's not helpful poof it's poof Okay. It's poof products. There, I was, was I right? It was poof products. Okay, sick. So um, after James died, Betty moved the business back to, um, where is it? What is it called? Like a really cute name. Why can't I read my own Wyoming. name? Wyoming. Nope. It's Pennsylvania. It's called Holidayburg. Holidayburg. That's adorable. Yes. So in 1960, after Betty becomes president, James passes away later. Betty moves the business back to Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, ah, there it is. And then, like I said, in 1988, Betty sold James Industries to Poof Products. 
but she stayed on as the president up until that point. So she is making waves. She's nice. I like her. So um, just to backtrack a tiny bit here, just give you an idea of the popularity of this product right off the bat. So in the first 20 years, they sold 100 million slinkies at a dollar a piece. Dang. Dang. Okay, moving forward. Because the product was so popular, Betty did have a lot of pressure to like raise the price of this product because like it's it, was, it would have been such an easy thing for her to do. But um, Betty James insisted on keeping the Slinky affordable. In 1996, when the price ranged from $1.89 to $2.69, she told the New York Times that many children could not afford expensive toys and she felt obligated to them. I'm appalled when I go Christmas shopping and it's $60 or $80 toy option or just absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So Betty was just like, I'm not here for this bullshit. I Um, appreciate that because children's toys cost or like toys in general cost so much and kids are usually done with them fairly quickly. Like their attention spans aren't super long. Yeah. Well, and typically... I mean, I was relatively good with my toys, but typically these toys aren't made to last because the sooner you go, you go through them, supply and demand, right? The quicker you need Mm -hmm. another one. It's true. Um, yeah. So, and even today, uh, with the company that owns Slinky, so Poof, um, they merged with Slinky. So it's like, I think it's called Poof Slinky now, but, um, Anyway, so in 2008, Slinkies still only cost 4 to $5 a piece. And then Slinky Dog, for example, cost $20. So the other products did have a little bit more um, value there. I mean, should they value? They just had a higher cost to them versus the OG oh. spring. Yeah. Once you slap some plastic on that bad boy, the price goes up, right? Hey, this is true. This is true. So... That is my little background on the Slinky, but I do have a little bit more um, things here. So yeah. I always, always, I think it's important to Google your topic. <laughs> yeah, oh, I do think that is important. That is the majority of the research I do on this, this show. Is it. This is it. So in doing so, we should break down the topic. So a Slinky in the dictionary is... A graceful, sinuous in movement, line or figure. Oof. A slinky black evening dress. <laughs> ah, so good. And then if we go to the Cambridge Dictionary, we're going to get a little bit sexist here. Nice. Of women's clothes made of delicate cloth, fitting the body closely in a way that is sexually attractive. A slinky black dress. Okay, Cambridge Dictionary. <laughs> It doesn't, doesn't it's not why <laughs> just a slinky dress please my my like we could put my husband in a slinky black dress like it doesn't have to be gendered no i think it's just the type of material it would be like i'm imagining in my head yeah anybody like, could wear that dress yeah and then we have another definition of slinky a slinky is a Pre-compressed helical spring toy invented by Dickie J in the early 1940s. It can perform a number of tricks, including traveling down a flight of stairs and over tea kettle. I like this definition more. Yeah, I edited it a little bit to make it fun, but yeah. And over tea kettle. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Slinky uh, in the Urban Dictionary, which is always a blast. Uh, that's always the correct one to go with when looking up a word. So you slinky top dish definition is someone you would thoroughly enjoy pushing down the stairs. Oh my God. And so you can be like, you're such a slinky, like, or you're less, or like how me more attitude. Like, oh, mm. you're, you're such a slinky. Bitch, quit acting like a fucking slinky. Right? Jeez. Slink. <sighs> no, no. Um, and then I have some slinky jokes if you want them now or later. Oh, save them for later, because I am going to bring the mood fucking down. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, you know what? People haven't been sad enough in the last year and a half, so I thought, let's go, let's go murder this time. Yeah, let's let's just, sorry, why is this happening? 
I don't let's know. The same reason. Hmm? I was just saying, let's just bring down the mood. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to bring it down. So I'm going to like drop it real low, but then I'm going to bring it back up a little bit at the end. So I'm going to like pop it. Oh, like, like a little bit, not joke enough, but kind of like, Oh, okay. okay. Like, enough. Like a bend and snap or like, no, like a bend and then your back hurts because you're over the age of 30, but you're really proud that you picked up whatever the item was still, but you stand up and you're like, ugh. So you're not using your knees. Yeah, we're bending okay. straight at the hips. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, I'm curving my back to be the same shape as the slinky that I'm trying to pick up, and then I'm going to go, ugh. So you're, you're using your body like a prawn. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'm afraid, but I know I can't stop it. No, it won't be too bad. Here we go. But I didn't know this was like a case and I didn't know what came out of it. So I think this is really cool that I learned it, which is a really cool thing about doing a podcast. I'm learning a lot. So it's kind of like the Furby crimes where we're like, oh, (laughs) you can't mention the Furby crimes. Everybody's going to look for it. That's why I do that on purpose now because I... (laughs) everybody's gonna show up and be like where's that episode about furbies and i'll be like what are you talking about what episode the one you cite in every recording yeah because we either have to re-record it or put it out the way it is which i don't want to because the sound was potatoes or we end up having like a plus site where we can have other extra episodes but if we even did that then we still have to re-record it because it sounds so bad and i couldn't make people pay for that morally <laughs> so we'll re-record it is what we're getting at okay coming soon a furby episode <laughs> you so what i'm gonna talk about is a murder case that i've personally named the slinky strangler oh I didn't know if this person was called that, but I like the alliteration, so I went with it. I like having a the something situation to my episodes. So this is about Jean Clary. I -hmm. think it's Jean, because it's J-E-A-N-N-E. I didn't know if it was (laughs) G-N. Jean? Jean? Jean, right? Not what is GM if it's Jean? J E A N N E N N as in like no no. I hate it. Jean. Jean? Jenny? We're gonna go with Jean. Okay. And then Clary. So she was born on November 23rd in 1966 to her wonderful parents, Connie and Howard. So She grew up, and then in 1986, she was a freshman at Lehigh University, which is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, not the home of Jesus. It's Pennsylvania. I think that's where, no, that's Transylvania. It's in one of the Vanias. But she was going to to school there at university, uh, and she lived in the Stoughton house with her roommate, Sarah. Mm -hmm. So it had been known that this particular house that she lived in had pretty poor security. They had like auto lock doors, like the type, like an emergency exit. When you leave, you can't open it again. But people that lived in this house would constantly like block the locking mechanism so they could go out and party and not have to worry about keys because cell phones didn't exist then. So if you were locked out, you were locked out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't agree. I'm not, Can you know what I'm saying? I feel like times were different in the 80s. Everybody was like carefree and the internet didn't exist. And they're all like, what's a what's a crime? I don't know if it's not in the newspaper. We don't know about it. Yeah. So they were all out partying. And plus, like, you know, women didn't have pants. They can't be carrying around this giant house key. Nope. And and, like, we, and we can't have pockets. We need somebody else to hold our shit for us all the time. Yeah. Like, you don't want to put those keys in your purse or like in your jean pockets because jean pockets can only hold a chapstick and a nickel yeah we have to constantly rely on a man or a second bag yeah (laughs) so in like this dorm was just known for 
people constantly leaving the doors open, people leaving their dorms unlocked because nobody wanted to carry a key. So on April 5th in 1986, Jean had gone to bed and there were speculation. People had like looked in and her door had been propped open because her roommate was out on a date. Mm -hmm. So she had propped her bedroom door open and a man named Joseph M. Henry had broken into the dormitory because he was trying to steal stuff and saw that her dorm was open. So yep. he went in and saw Jean sleeping and he decided to beat, cut, sodomize, and rape her before he strangled her to death with a slinky. Oh, God. Yeah. So... Like, actually with a slinky? With, a, with like, the metal wire of the slinky. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so it was... Hmm? So he strangled her with it. So we're talking, like... Yeah, like ligature probably marks and like it's metal and strangulation is horrible enough without that added factor. Yep, there's no good way. There's no good way to get strangled. Well, no. That's a different way. Yeah, that's a different way. (laughs) That's that's consensual. (laughs) Consent is key. So when this happened, there was an around-the-clock investigation launched after Sarah had came home and found her. So there was warrants issued, and they put out an affidavit, and they were looking for any clues. And two students came forward and said to them that Joseph had bragged to them that he had beat and strangled a girl. Mm-hmm. And then he was bragging about all the cool stuff he found. So when they they got a warrant, they went to his house, they knocked on the door and he answered in his like underwear and a robe. And they were like, we have a warrant. We're coming to search your house. And he's like, okay, cool. So they came in, they found a wallet, a camera, jewelry, a watch and a radio in his room. When they looked up the serial number on the camera, it matched the one that was registered to Joanne, uh, to, to Jean they found a wallet which had a bunch of items with her name on them and then they Mm -hmm. found a gold ring that had the initials sb on it which were her roommate's initials and then when they asked sarah all this stuff she also said like yeah that's our radio too so joseph was caught so when they took joseph forward he was arraigned and then charged with criminal homicide, rape, involuntary, deviant sexual intercourse, indecent assault, burglary, theft, receiving stolen property, and robbery. And the court was set to go after the death penalty for this case. I'm bringing it down so yeah. many notches for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Here. I can tell by your silence. You're just like, why do you always pick these horrible things? No, it's 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 what we're supposed to be doing. It's a good discussion. It's just like never. And this is the thing. This is why, like, I appreciate that you'll do these because when I have such an issue talking about them, based on like my like limited art kid background, like you know, education background, where like I feel like if I I'm gonna trip, I will I will trip so hard under my face and greatly do an injustice to somebody, but. I, you, you're great. You're in it. You're doing it. You're saying the right words. Like I'm, what? I feel like talking about it is respectful as long as it's nice, no matter how you talk about it or what you leave out. We're, yes, we're respecting the victims and fuck that guy with that stupid slinky. Don't worry. We're going to fuck Joseph so fucking hard. Oh, later. Joseph. So he got charged. And then on April 25th, 1987, so this is like a year later, the jury convicted him of first-degree murder, rape, involuntary, deviant sexual intercourse, indecent assault, burglary, theft, robbery, and aggravated assault. And they sentenced that piece of shit to the death penalty, and he got 33 and a half to 67 years for his other crimes as well. Good. Fuck that. Right? Fuck him so hard. So, because this happened to her, this is the, like, uplifting part, which I thought was cool, because I don't know much about law, other than what I see on, like, Law & Order SVU. 
So there is an act called the Clary Act. Okay. This is in America. So her parents went after the school and said if they had known the rate of crime that had actually happened at that school, they probably would have never sent their daughter there to begin with because she was the 38th like attack in the school in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So they were like, if we had known that, we wouldn't have fucking sent our daughter here. So they sued the school. So they ended up suing the school and they got fucking $2 million out of this. And then they founded a company called Security on Campus. Oh. Which helps protect everybody. So when they went after the school too, they ended up creating a Clary Act. So it's called, also known as the Gene Clary Disclosure of Campus Security Policy and Campus Crime Statistics Act. And it was signed in 1990. Nice. So what this act does is it requires all colleges and universities that participate in federal financial aid programs to keep and disclose the information about crime near or on their canvases. So campuses, canvases, campuses, campuses, campuses. Mm. So what that means is they have to do an annual security report. It has to be done by October 1st every year. And it has to be available to students, employees, and potential students. So basically anybody looking into this school should be able to get access to these crime statistics. No problem. Yeah, nice. And they have to keep the crime stats of everything that's happened over the past three years available. And they always have to have copies of their policies of safety measures available too. They also have to keep a 60-day log of all crimes And anything older than 60 days, if you ask for it, they have to get it to you within two days. Fuck yeah. Yep. And then anything else like that gets kept for seven years. So if you're like, okay, well, I need, it's been past 60 days, but I need something from last year. It's going to be in that annual security report. So they have to have it. Mm -hmm. So that is something that they help put in place that makes people feel more safe. Cause I know like colleges and universities have a lot of issues with not wanting to like report any, you know, attacks or crimes that happened there because it could make the school more undesirable. Yeah. So the fact that her parents kind of flipped what happened to her, like this horrible thing, but they made it into something better for everybody else is super awesome. And I didn't know that that was a legal thing required. I don't really know much, much about like the statistics and, schools and i never really looked into it because i never went to a post-secondary like that yeah so i think it's fucking cool and like right on clary act didn't know it existed fucking stoked and joseph can just like rot in hell yeah fuck that guy so i'm just gonna quickly interrupt right here right before i go on my rant about some school that i went to and the protocols they had put in place i will say that unfortunately in canada we don't have anything as specific as the clary act there is still a pretty large gap uh, between um, exposing information around violence against women or sexual violence on campus, which is really unfortunate. However, we do have the province's law of disclosure of information. So you can ask, you can ask for information to be disclosed. Unfortunately, like I mentioned, there isn't something as specific as the Cleary Act to disclose this stuff. So, I mean, we're trying. We're not We're not doing great, but we're trying. Anyways, that's all. I think that is very awesome. Um, when I went to a post-secondary, like a university, whatever, back yonder, I remember when I first got there and I was like getting my parking pass and everything, like it wasn't that big of a deal. I think it was like in Abbotsford. Um, but I remember they had like these panic buttons all through the parking lots. And I was like, what the fuck are these? Because <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't gone to a school that big before, and I was just like, I just, it was just a foreign concept to me that I would be in any type of danger at any particular point. So it was right, like, like you'd ever have to panic. Yeah, and then, and then that's what it was. That's how it was explained to me too. So this would have been like two thousand and six, or something. That's wild. And then that's how they explained it to me. They were like, "This is a panic button for women on campus." That's how it was explained to me. And you're like, wow, thanks. 
Yeah. Let's so, let's better the people on the campus so I don't have to have a button. It was just it was just a crazy concept to me. I was just like, shit. Yeah, obviously now looking back, you're like, why wouldn't we just teach better manners, education, consent? We're not there yet. Everything to the people causing these problems and not the people that are being victimized by the problems. Like, don't get, uh-huh. I don't need a button, but also thanks for the button. <laughs> right? I don't need a button, but I really appreciate having this button. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. now that I'm older, I'm so paranoid of things like going for, like if I walk home from work at night, like in winter when it's darker out earlier, mm-hmm. I'm really bummed because I want to listen to my podcast and I can't because I refuse to listen to anything while I walk because I basically just like I walk on edge the whole time. Like if somebody tries to jump me, how the fuck am I going to try and murder ball them? Yeah, dude, Um, I've been like really fortunate not to have a real problem with a lot of stuff like that, just based on being in the right place at the right time, I guess. I don't know. But there there was one instance where I was out with a girlfriend downtown and then I was like, oof, it, it got it got later quicker than I expected it to. So I was like, okay, I gotta go home. This is home time for me. I'm turning yeah. into a pumpkin. It's pumpkin uh, when time. When your homing signal turns on and you're like, I have to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's pumpkin time. Later, bitches. So uh, try to get a cab, try to get a cab. In Vancouver, no thank you. This is pre-Uber, so what's yeah. happening? Like, I tried so hard to get a cab. I was like, fuck. And um, not working. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm just going to walk home. <laughs> so, oh, and, been there. Yeah. And, like, how many times have we had to do something like that? And it's fine. You're just like, you don't want to, but you're like, it's fine. So walking home, walking home. And then I get, like, partway. I'm, I think I'm at, like, the viaduct. And I'm like, I can't. I don't want to. No, I need a cab. So I start to try to flag a cab down again. And then uh, this dude is on the curb, right? And he's also trying to flag a cab. So to me, I'm like, okay, that's cool. We're both going to flag a cab. And then depending on the direction that we're going, I'll just share share the cab with this person because why not? That's polite. Yeah. So anyways, what ends up happening is the longer I stand there, the, the more, like the more time I spend standing in this person's vicinity, the more he has now assumed that are you okay yeah okay you're just looking around I was like what happened I'm looking at my plants while you talk okay okay that's okay (laughs) um yeah so the more time I spent around him like the more he was like okay this like I don't know he just like he got really close to me and he started touching me and he like tried to to hold on to me and like try to put it like I was like I don't we're not a couple we're not together we don't even know each other and Yeah. Anyway, so that started happening. And then I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So that I did. I was like, I'm just going to go. So like, I think I don't even remember. I think it just took off. I was like, I can't wait here because I don't feel like this person is safe. Uh-huh. And then so I kept going. And then I walked down to um, I walked over the viaduct to Main Street. And then there's another group of guys where like the same sort of thing started happening again. And I was like, there's more of them this time. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is happening tonight? Like, this is... That's terrifying. I've gone years without this. Anyways, and then there was one dude that was like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just trying to get a cab, and I do not know these people. And he was like, don't worry about it. Literally runs out into the road, stops a cab, tells the driver, I need to get in the cab. Driver's like, oh, okay, fine. Let's me get in the cab. The other guys start freaking out, because they're like, we were here first, and whatever. And this dude's like, she's going home. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god did you, that man is your edward cullen because he does a similar thing and saves bella in twilight oh jesus <laughs> like bella walks down an alley and this group of guys starts hurting her and then edward knows so he drives his car there and is like get the car bella he's your edward oh. cullen oh well i don't even remember what he looked like i just remember being really grateful he looked like kind of pale. He had kind of golden blonde hair and like golden hazel eyes. He was sure. kind of like blonde, a rump, I think. Like a rumpled plaid shirt. And we won't know if he glittered until there was daylight. So. Exactly. But I think he probably had all those things because we're in almost East Van and yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a normal look for this yeah. part of town. But yeah. So anyways, that's not cool. Yep. Mm-mm. No. One day it'll be better. I mean, 
We can hope. Seriously? My cats are doing zoomies and one of them just clotheslined themselves on the microphone cord. Like, fucking clotheslined herself. And now she's staring at me just like, what the fuck? It's, it's been there the whole time. Which one was that? A black cat. They're like, the force almost pulled the microphone out of my hand. <laughs> it's like somebody's throwing a bowling ball at you. What a dumb dumb. Yeah, my cat's upstairs. Like, I just want him to be normal so badly. Poor boy. That's fair. Yeah. We fucking crushed that one. You really did. This one, it's almost like I'm looking at my our time and I'm like, this is a short one. I um, know. I'm like, I thought all of our episodes were at least an hour plus, And now I'm like, hmm. You were, <laughs> were so on point. I was so concerned about your bedtime that we just motored it. Yeah, and I did all my research and like act- I actually wrote full sentences and organized it this time. And then I was like, you don't need too much like there's actually not a lot of information on this case. I looked at a lot of different places and there's not really a lot of other cases because like you said, every time you search like slinky anything, it's just like sexy dress in the boudoir. A cute black outfit that was kind of tight. What was she wearing that got her in this situation? And I'm like, why did the f- Slinky can mean other things? Fucking Google. God damn. And then you're like, Slinky toy. And it's like, did you mean a sex toy? And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, what do you got? <laughs> like, okay, I guess. I'll click on it. Um, okay, you want to hear my jokes then? Yeah, obviously. Okay, cool. Sick. All right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> They're really stupid. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I would assume it's a sleep okay. joke. <laughs> um, why are some people like slinkies? Why? They're only fun when you push them down the stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> why am I laughing? <laughs> okay. I, I fell down the stairs when I was a child. I'll ask my mom if she had a nice time when that happened. <laughs> Uh, I went out I went out with this girl the other night and she wore a real slinky number she looked great going down the stairs oh my god everything is stairs yeah but it's so funny Uh, it's it's so stupid okay okay so the staircase do you think the husband did it or do you think it was an owl (laughs) you know Okay, I had a really hard time with that one, even though I watched everything about it. And I was like, I don't, because you, you know, when you're watching material that's put out there, there's a level of bias, right? It's like depending on who's directing it or who's editing it or who's whatever. Yeah. Like, there's well, always a, some it, sort of kind of bias to it, right? Always. It's, it's like someone I know read the book. OJ Simpson is innocent and I can prove it. And then tried to prove to me that OJ was innocent. And I was like, what have you read that says this? And they're like, this one book that says he's innocent. And I was like, oh, so you have all the facts. Yeah, well, exactly. You need to read that book and three more and we'll sit down. <laughs> three other books. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know. I just, I feel like I don't, I truly don't know. I don't fucking know. And it's like, I don't. I think for like me as a person, if I did something uh, by that, by this point, it would be out. You know what I mean? By the the amount of shit that he's gone through, I think it should be out. That's just like how I handle stuff and I'm projecting, you know what I mean? So I can't do that. I have to like be very fact-based, but like, I just like don't fucking know. And I don't, okay. So I was listening to, I think it was like, uh, what was it? It was like was it my favorite murder or something where they interviewed the two lawyers that were on the case. Ooh. It was a reporter and a lawyer and the reporter and the lawyer later on ended up getting married. So I think that's pretty cute. But um, yeah, so I liked it, but, but they weren't together, they weren't together on that case. They like hated each other because she was trying to steal information and put it out there. And he was like, get away. Right. Adorable. But, so I think they were the defense or he was the defense, I think. And the lawyer, I mean, sorry, the, the owl topic did get brought up and they're like, what do you think about this? And he was like, well, when it got pre- like presented to us, we were like, that's crazy. Like, that's not, I mean, that's, yeah, that's bullshit. No, there's no, there was no owl. And then he said, but she did have these really weird marks on the back of her head. 
but it doesn't connect. It's not an owl. That's a wild piece of like, no. So even as, as the defense attorney, he was like, no, <laughs> that's crazy. But then moving forward years and years later, um, I got to find this podcast and send it to you. But they were saying that in that area, there had been like a number of owl attacks and a dog had been killed as well. And they had the same markings as similar markings to what she they had described on the back of her head. How do we not know it's not him going around doing animals in? For sure. And I'm and again, like I'm not I'm not gonna say he is innocent because I I just I don't truly feel that, but I'm also just like this shit's so wild. And I don't know, man, like the court systems failed so many people so badly constantly <laughs> no how, it's true how is how is this person if he's mar- uh, murdered two of his wives not been fa- you know what i mean like i just because uh, the crime system is busy punishing drug dealers they're well, busy. yeah and people of color yeah they're busy and he's like a wealthy white dude okay that's what oh it yeah duh that's what it is <laughs> My if bad, there's my anything bad. I've learned from true crime, it's that like 99% of the time the husband did it. Usually, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Good thing you won't have one. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of positives about my lifestyle choices. If, if you go missing, we just know it was Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> um okay cool well we nailed it we nailed it and we're coming in just so good we did i have one joke i gotta edit out because it was the toilet store but it's like a quick episode yeah uh well i guess that if you guys want to follow us at deep nerder on instagram and if you have any questions comments or like crime or novelty topics you want you can email them to us at deepnerder at gmail.com yep um thanks for stopping by and listening to this bullshit please leave a five-star review if you thought it was five stars yes (laughs) if not four is also acceptable but nothing lower please nothing lower please it's like A plus honor roll would be nice, but I'm also here for just an A. Yeah. Or recommendations of where good snacks are. Or a participation ribbon. Sure. <laughs> All right. We did it. We did it. And on that note, goodbye. See ya. Well. Sorry, folks. That was a short one. It seems like the better the more learned better was a strong word the more learned we get uh, jill and i get with the this venture of podcasting the tighter buttoned we get (laughs) whatever you want to say anyways if this is a reflection of that they seem to get cleaner and quicker and shorter and more dialed in so i guess that's a good thing you know we're learning here we're going here we here we venture it's like a canoe we're in a canoe and we're learning to paddle Thanks for chilling on the sidelines with us and being supportive. (laughs) We appreciate you. Later days.